Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes. You're listening to the book summary presentation of The Richest Man in Babylon, The Success Secrets of the Ancients by George Classen, narrated by Larry G. Jones. In 1926, Classen published a series of eight parables in the ancient city of Babylon, which later became this classic in financial literature. These timeless principles and tips on wealth are still applicable after almost a century and can be used by anyone to build massive wealth and riches. This edition of the book is updated in modern English. In this summary, we'll provide an outline of the eight parables before zooming in on the details of the finance and wealth tips. Part 1. The Parables Most of the parables center around Arkad, the richest man in Babylon, and his teachings. Despite spending liberally and giving generously to charity, Arkad seemed to have an endless amount of gold and his wealth kept growing. Each of the eight stories helped to explain and reinforce the key wealth principles that he adopted and how others could likewise apply them. The first fable is about a chariot builder and his musician friend and how they learned about the system for wealth. Both men had worked hard to master their skills and were frustrated that after years of labor, they could barely make ends meet. They decided to seek Arkad's advice on how to get rich. They found out that Arkad also had struggled financially as a youth. However, he had a strong desire to become rich and took the opportunity to learn several wealth accumulation tips from a rich moneylender, Algamash. In the fable, he shared his story and departed his pearls of wisdom with the two friends. In the second story, the king of Babylon realized that the bulk of his country was living in poverty while a handful of very rich people held most of the wealth. He wanted all his people to be rich and prosperous, and for Babylon to be the wealthiest city in the world. Thus, he tasked Arkad to teach the people how to accumulate wealth. In this fable, Arkad shared the seven remedies to fatten a lean purse. In the third story, Arkad and a group of men discussed the role of good luck how it's acquired, and how it can be lost. They share stories, insights, and their conclusions on how to get luck on your side. In the next parable, Arkad gave his son, Namasir, a bag of gold and a tablet inscribed with five laws of gold, challenging him to use the two items to prove that he was worthy of being Arkad's heir. Namasir returned ten years later to share how he had lost all the gold. In the fifth story, a spearmaker seeks the advice of an experienced moneylender on how to invest fifty pieces of gold that he had received. He gained powerful investment advice on how to evaluate loans and investment opportunities to protect and grow his wealth. The sixth fable 
is a short one that an analogy between the indestructible wall of Babylon and the importance of building a strong protection for your financial future. The last two parables are about a camel trader. The seventh story explains how the man lived beyond his means, became encumbered with debt, and was sold as a slave. He later learned that the main difference between a free man and a slave was in the person's spirit. He was given a rare chance to start anew, made a firm decision to take ownership and accountability for his finances, and eventually became a respectable camel trader. Last story reveals how the camel trader had managed to concurrently pay off his debts and rebuild his wealth as a respectable man. Part 2. Key Lessons on Wealth Now, let's consolidate the insights from the fables into eight key tips or financial principles. For this summary, we've also added some references to modern-day financial terms and concepts. Principle number one, pay yourself first. Most people keep whatever earnings they have left at the end of each month. If you don't keep what you earn, you cannot accumulate wealth. The first principle in wealth accumulation is this. You must keep a part of every dollar that you earn. No matter how much or how little you earn, set aside at least 10% of your earnings before you spend on anything else. In short, for every $10 you earn, keep $1 in your purse. Repeat to yourself every morning, afternoon, and night, a part of all I earn is mine to keep until you've internalized the concept. This is the first critical step to building your wealth, as each dollar you save can compound in earnings to build a sizable assets and income stream for you and your family. Principle number two, live within your means. If you pay yourself at least 10% of what you earn, it means you can only spend 90% or less of your income. Budget your expenses so that you can fit in your essentials, simple comforts and desires, within that 90%. Write down all the things you wish to spend on, identify the items that are absolutely necessary and can be covered in the budget. Put the rest in a desires list or a wish list. Many people argue that they can't live with 90% of their income. The reality is, the more we earn, the more we tend to splurge and we can never fully satisfy all our desires. What we deem to be necessary expenses are often comforts and desires that we can do without. If you stay disciplined and resist the temptation to buy things that are not budgeted for, you'll soon get used to living without the additional 10%. Making do with 90% of your income could motivate you to work harder as your earning increases you'll have more money to spend and pay yourself. It's possible to be thrifty and yet enjoy your life, learn to be content with what you can afford, and live within your means. Remind yourself that you're not restricting your freedom, but plugging a leak in your purse so you can fatten it. Spending money may give you short-term gratification, but keeping money helps you to build massive assets and long-term financial security. Principle number three, make your money work for you. The principles above help you to accumulate a pool of funds that you can use for investment 
so you'll be in a better position to take advantage of good opportunities to multiply your wealth. For example, Arkad loaned his savings to a shield maker who used the gold to buy bronze. Once the shields were sold, Arkad received his capital with interest. This deal benefited both parties. Don't spend the returns from your investments immediately. Instead, use the extra money to generate even more returns. Every dollar you keep is like a worker who's working tirelessly for you. Your goal is to build an army of workers whose children and their children's children are all working for you. That's the best way to multiply your money rapidly and steadily. Principle number four, protect your wealth. It's easy to lose your hard-earned money to poor investments, swindlers, or misfortune. There are several rules you must observe to protect your wealth and assets. Be prudent with your investments. Ensure your capital is protected. The returns are reasonable, and you can reclaim both principal and interest safely. Do the due diligence to check the person or organization you're lending the money to can repay you. Only invest in areas that you are familiar with, so you understand the risks involved. Start with small amounts of money, so you know you can handle it well before moving on to bigger amounts. Arkad lost all his initial savings when he entrusted a brickmaker to buy exotic jewels. Since neither he nor the brickmaker were experts in jewels, the venture was doomed to fail. With the right financial know-how, you can amass a huge fortune, but without the right foundation, you can lose a fortune quickly. Hence, it's vital to gain wisdom about wealth. Learn from credible people who are knowledgeable and experienced with handling money so you can avoid making costly mistakes, identify, and structure investment opportunities. Arkad learned a lot about growing his wealth by watching how experienced investors scrutinized and refined their plans to avoid risk to their capital and to improve their returns. If you want advice on law, you'd go to a lawyer. Listen only to people who have successfully saved and built their wealth. Don't be tempted by greed or be tricked into alluring schemes that promise impossible returns. When it comes to investments, it's better to be safe than sorry. When you're wealthy, your family and friends may come to you for financial help and support. Remember that it's much easier to part with money than to get it back. Hence, do not take on others' burdens. Evaluate every loan or investments based on its own merits. In one of the stories, a spear maker was in a dilemma because he had received a small windfall and his sister wanted him to loan the money to her husband to help him in his business. The wise approach in this case would be to ask his brother-in-law for details on how he'd use the money and lend it only if he had a clear, viable plan with the necessary experience and ability to deliver it. Don't feel obliged to offer financial assistance if there's a high risk of losing your capital. You can always find other ways to assist your friends and family besides offering money. It's common for people to borrow money even if they can't repay it because they're clouded by emotions, inexperienced, or simply overly optimistic. 
When evaluating if you should offer a loan, there are certain safeguards or factors you should consider. Ideally, secure a token or collateral that has equal or more value than the loan you're offering, for example, jewelry, land, or property. That way, if the loan is not repaid, you can claim these items and sell them to recover your money. Next, evaluate their earning capacity. Those with an honest, steady income are generally able to repay their loans by working, assuming nothing unexpected befalls them. Those who borrow specifically to fund a venture, such as to purchase materials for a business contract, are also more likely to return the money. Do not loan money to people who have no collateral nor earning capacity, that is, they are borrowing from their indiscretions. The only exception is if they have friends or relatives who are prepared to act as their guarantors and repay their loans if they fail to do so. In short, protect your capital and ensure that your money will generate returns. Always be firm and err on the side of caution. Principle number five, make your home a profitable investment, not an expense. Most people rent their homes, paying their landlord a high rent every month. Instead of paying rent, which is an expense, and own a home that you can be proud of at the end of several years. This will provide greater fulfillment and reduce your cost of living in the long run. Apply the principles in the earlier segments and choose a house within your budget. Be prudent with your financial commitments so you do not end up with a larger mortgage than you can afford. Principle number six, secure your future income. Unforeseen circumstances, for example, death or the inability to work, may befall anyone. It's prudent to plan in advance for an ongoing source of income to protect yourself and your family's future. One of the best ways is to tap on the principle of compounding. An amount of $10,000 growing at 3% a year will become more than $30,000 in 40 years and more than $100,000 in 80 years. The earlier you can start to invest, the more you can leverage the power of compounding. Today, there are many different insurance and investment options that you can explore. For example, you can make small contributions toward an insurance with a large payout upon your death, buy houses or plots of land that have ongoing usefulness and value so you can earn rent from them or sell them for a profit, or deposit your money with a person or organization that can offer you a higher return for your loan. Protect your family by structuring your payments in small amounts at regular intervals rather than large sums to be paid all at once. Insuring yourself against the future is like building a strong wall to protect your city before you're under attack. Live a life of financial integrity, including paying your debts on time, not buying what you can't afford, taking care of your family, making a will to ensure a fair distribution of your assets, and helping others with greater need wherever you can. Principle number seven, invest in yourself. Increase your wealth by improving your earning ability. Have a strong and firm desire for wealth with a specific financial goal that you're committed to achieve. 
a vague desire to be rich will merely pull you in different directions, or you may find yourself taking on ventures that are beyond your means or abilities. To earn more, you need to master your craft, be it an artist, lawyer, or businessman. The better you are at your trade, the more people will pay you for it. You'll also need to develop financial intelligence and make a decision to take charge of your finances. No matter how bad your current financial situation is, you can turn it around with the right attitude and determination. In fact, your debts are like your enemies. If you don't have the strength and courage to fight them, they will simply grow until they throw you out of your own city. The last two fables about the camel trader Dabasir show us how one can turn things around. Dabasir loved finery and enjoyed a luxurious lifestyle beyond his means. He became laden with debt and even borrowed money from his friends. He eventually resorted to crime, was arrested, and sold as a slave. He realized that he could blame the gods and his fate, or take ownership. He realized that he could blame the gods and his fate, or take ownership of his finances. He eventually repaid his debt, earned his freedom, and rebuilt his wealth to become a camel trader. This was how he did it. First, he grabbed an opportunity to leave his slave quarters in the desert, persevered till he arrived at the city site, found work, and sought mastery to increase his earnings progressively. Having learned his lesson, he set aside 10% of his earnings for investment, 20% to repay his debts, splitting the amounts amongst those to whom he was indebted, before using the remaining 70% to pay for expenses and simple pleasures, taking care to buy only what he could afford. With discipline and determination, he was able to gradually pay off his debts and concurrently grow his wealth. Finally, we have the last principle. Get luck on your side. Opportunities present themselves to everyone. However, most people don't grasp the opportunities and let them slip by. Opportunity waits for no man when people procrastinate due to indecision or distractions. Good luck or opportunities slip away. Luck equals preparation plus action. Luck comes to those who have prepared themselves by accumulating resources and financial knowledge and who take concrete action to capture the opportunities that arise. Prepare yourself by consistently putting aside a part of your earnings so you have ready resources at your disposal. Learn from people experienced with money and use small amounts to gain real-life experience. That way, you'll be in a better position to take action when the right opportunities arise. Once opportunities surface, evaluate them and act decisively. If you're convinced that it's a good deal, be prepared to pay a deposit to secure it. On the other hand, be equally firm to reject a bad venture. Do not procrastinate. In one of the stories, Arkad shared how he became heir to a large estate he had spent years learning from a wealthy moneylender. Algamesh, saving a part of his earnings and learning to invest, when he was given the chance to look after Algamesh's estate, he took the offer readily. With the right ambition, skills, and knowledge, Arkad managed the estates well and was made an heir when Algamesh passed away. 
Arkad wasn't lucky. He simply got luck on his side by being prepared for the opportunity and following through to ensure he completed his task. We've just covered the eight powerful and timeless principles to accumulate wealth. Wealth is like a tree which grows slowly from a seed. The key is to plant the seed as early as possible, then water and nourish it regularly. Wealth is also an infinite resource and can multiply to benefit everyone. For example, when you spend money to build an office building, the money you have invested is not lost. The building is valuable and can be rented, used, or sold for profit. The same money spent on the building also benefits the building contractors, material seller, and workers to allow them to buy things or invest. In short, the impact of a dollar can be multiplied to touch many people. By learning, applying, and sharing these financial principles, you can grow your personal wealth as well as that of others around you. If you've enjoyed the ideas in this summary, do get a copy of the book. More importantly, start applying these principles today to start growing your wealth. We hope you've enjoyed this book summary presentation of The Richest Man in Babylon by George Klassen. Read by Larry G. Jones. Hi, thanks for listening to Top Audiobooks. Remember to follow our channel here on the platform, and also our social media. We prepare a graphic of the book, with the author's key points and main ideas. Click that book graphic link in description now, and have access to an illustrated material with simple and easy steps, so you know everything about the book in minutes.